The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Top of the Stretch is presented by Tizwiz. Be the best, outperform the rest. When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tizwiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. With us today on Top of the Stretch, the king of the county fair says he is being referred to of late. Jeff Nysonger began his racing career in 1997. Since then, as a trainer, 459 wins with earnings of $2,448,409. As a driver, he's accumulated 3,445 wins, and horses that he's driven have earned 11 million. $770,904. Born in Greenville, Ohio, now a resident of Lebanon. Welcome to Top of the Stretch, Jeff Nysonger. How you doing? Jeff, how you doing? Good, real good. Now, we're recording this today, and you told me you didn't have any drives on, on today? Well, I couldn't. I guess I couldn't find anywhere to go today. I needed a day off. Do you race just about seven days a week almost sometimes? If you want to, yeah. You, there's there's a place somewhere to go every day during the summer for sure. Do you like catch driving? Uh, I do. Uh, it's just something I've always done. And when I was younger, I always wanted to do it. And uh, kind of a dream come true and also started training. But the older I'm getting, the more I'm kind of just liking the training. But uh, I still, I still really enjoy the game. Let's go back a ways now. As we said, you was born in Greenville, Ohio. Was your family involved in harness racing? No, my uh, my family, they all had uh, one was my dad was a truck driver. My mom worked in the factory. So, what's your first recollection of harness racing? Well, my. Uh, my aunts and uncles all showed, and uh, I always kind of wanted to show them. My dad, he never liked it. So to uh, prevent my family from having to buy any show animals, my mom took me to a friend of hers to a, uh, a farm where they had some retired horses. And we, I'd go out there and work with them and help them with them. And one day the lady, my mom's coworker, she said, you know, you know where these horses uh, come from? And I said, no. And uh, she said the racehorses, and then and then it just it went from there. She took me to the Dark County Fairgrounds when I was nine or ten years old, and it just it became an addiction. When it became an addiction, did you have the idea that you wanted to be a, a driver or a trainer or an owner, or what did you look for in your life in advance? 
Well, for, you know, first started with just, you know, I really liked working with the horses. I really didn't have any idea of, a, you know, really a, a trainer or driver. But the the more I worked with them, you know, the more I wanted my own horses and trained for people. Uh, and then I, I, just like any young person, they, they want to drive and, you know, in a race and experience the, the rush and the thrill of it. And, uh, I had a guy... I had a guy tell me one time, he says, there's no way you can make it in this business. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly, I, I would like to consider myself kind of a hard worker, and, and there's, there's no goal you can't reach. And, and that guy actually gave me the, the rush and the, the push to actually try to uh, accomplish it. He said, since you're not born in it and you don't have a fa- your family's not in it, you can't do it. And I, I'd like to think I proved him wrong. In 1997, you had your first drive, and that year you won two races with 16 drives. Do you remember that very first win in harness racing? I believe it was a trotter, Bob's other bar. I, b- I believe it was. It was a trotter. It never, never really stayed trotting and was re- and very slow. <laughs> yeah. You need a little speed to win, don't you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now you started out driving when did the idea to be a trainer and actually uh prepare the horses yourself for the racing was that from the get-go i always liked uh i always liked the two and three-year-olds I, I, i've always enjoyed that uh making something i don't want to say from nothing but from scratch i guess and i i've, I've always had a small stable and then at times i've had a very very large stable um, a lot of times I've I've been uh, I've kind of fell into good situations and you know accounts and people calling want me to train their horses. Uh, I'd like to think I was a little different than most of the catch drivers. Uh, I didn't like not having something to do all day until the races. I I enjoyed getting up in the morning and going to the barn and you know working at working with the horses and working at the barn and and then even going at night and working and catch driving. So I was kind of slightly a different breed, I guess. How how big is your stable now? Uh, through the winter, I keep around 40. And then in the summer, I get down to around uh, 20, 25. You train at the, yeah. what, Warren County Fairgrounds? Yes, yeah. Go, to the, yep. go south in the winter? Yeah, the last uh, four or five years, I went south, uh, took the two- and three-year-olds down south and got them ready and then came home around April. Do you feel – why do you go – why does a trainer take these horses to the south? Uh, do you have all good days and you don't get behind schedule? Or is some of it maybe the trainer wants to go south as well? I would say it's probably – just as much the trainer as it is the horse. Uh, my whole life I've trained on a half mile and through the winter. And, you know, th- them guys that do that, they still get into the races like the guys that go south. But it's it's easier on the trainer to, like, I feel like I do my job better because I'm really ain't all about making sure the horse gets out every day or, you know, at least six days a week. Uh, there- and then in the winter, in the winter it's hard up uh, north where it's, you know, tougher conditions. So I think it's, it's, you know, the horse don't have to be on the 
frozen track, and then it, the trainer can actually do a better job. Just say, like, you want to jog four or five miles. Uh, you know, 50 degrees to 70 degrees is a lot better and easier on a trainer <laughs> that has to ride 15 of them a day or so uh, than it is when it's zero. You know, you might go three miles instead. You know what I mean? It, you can do your job a little bit better. You know, uh, horses uh, like uh, the south because they don't have the, the winter conditions and stuff, but uh, trainers and drivers also knew, need to get uh, reinvigorated as well for the upcoming season because you know uh, there's going to be busy days ahead. For sure, for sure. It, it's hard It's hard to go year-round. I, I used to do it, and uh, now I wonder how I did it or why I did it. Is there one horse in your career that stands out over all the others you've had? Uh, in the last year, I, last year or two, I've been driving a horse for Mark Winters. It's uh, Lane of Stone. He's actually kind of a, a really fun horse, uh, poor course, and also it helps that he's a good horse too. But I've had a lot of fun with that horse in the last couple of years. Is there one race, a, a big race that's uh, meant a lot to your career? Um, well, it always goes back to being at home. It was, I can't remember the year, but I remember, you know, doing it. it was the first partial I ever won because that, when you're a kid growing up, the partial at Greenville is something. So my first partial I ever won was really exciting. I can remember being very excited for that. But you know, that was a that's a drop in the hat to most guys or more, most places. But recently, uh, winning the Sire State Final was was very exciting too. Do you have a bucket list of a race that you'd like to win during your career? I always said I wanted to drive in a Hamiltonian, but, you know, them. I'm sure them days are done and gone. But I always thought it would have been neat to be in that race. Does Jeff Nysonger have a driving style? Uh, I think I can go... I can be conservative and I can be aggressive. I, th- I think I've, I can go either way on driving. I think it just depends on the track and the, the classification of the horse, probably. You know, a lot of drivers, at least starting out, have a rough way to go. They, they'll study a program and they make up their mind they want to leave or something. Have you been able to adjust to, to make those changes in behind the gate from what you thought the race was going to go and kind of react to the other people that are in that race? Yeah, I, I, I learned that real early. I, you know, you get kind of punished if you do make mistakes, you know, back in the day. Uh, not so much nowadays because it's all one way of driving, but I, I really feel like uh, that's what makes a really good driver where they can – you know, change your plans quick. There is, I would say, the majority, they go look at the program and they drive it straight right by the program. And you got to be uh, very uh, quick-witted sometimes to change plans. I always felt that people that were just training, they kind of preferred another trainer that also makes his living as a driver to drive their horses because that driver can know what the trainer uh, has 
in that particular race. Where the catch drivers nowadays, uh, and they don't train, they look at horses a little bit different in the way they drive them. Do you feel that's the case? Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, a lot of guys, like I don't, I don't pick up as many drives as I as I used to, uh, but when I do get drives, a lot of time it's someone wanting some information. You know, could you tell me what this horse is doing or what your opinion is of rigging or shoeing? Um, just give me something to go by because they they normally get off the cart and they hang the lines up and walk away. Uh, and there's a lot of drivers out there nowadays. It's actually never been a real. They've never been a trainer, you know. So it's not really their fault that a lot of them, they don't know what the horse is doing because they've never, you know, they never had to work behind the horse and work on the horses, you know. So, yeah, I I, I totally think it's it, it helps. Uh, I, I get most have, of my drives nowadays from that. Do you have a preference between trotters and pacers? Oh, well, I, I like them both about uh, – equal there's there's nothing more satisfying than uh developing a trotter and them actually doing their job because it's it's definitely a lot harder uh but i would say it's about mutual young horses versus older horses young horses all day long anybody can go claim a horse and re-rig them exactly the same way uh, I just, I feel like, uh, you know, from starting from where they're barely leadable to going, leading them out of the winter circle is just a huge, huge accomplishment and it makes you feel great. I feel like your work is rewarded that way, but to go put a claim in on a horse and just take someone else's, uh, you know, horses, it just doesn't really do anything for me. I'm not saying I don't claim and I won't claim, you know, cause it just depends on your owners, what they want but I would prefer two- and three-year-olds. Do you own very many of the horses that you got in your stable, or are they basically for other people? The majority is uh, uh, they're all pay horses, and uh, I I try to keep my own horses down to maybe two or three, if that, you know. I try to keep it to a minimum so I'm not uh, spending more money than I'm making. <laughs> We all got to watch out for that, don't we? Oh, <laughs> well, for sure. In this, in this business, you can get away from you because you get to falling in love with all of them and buying more, and then by the time you turn around, you get half the barn jurors. You know, I would say that as a driver, you probably race as, as many county fairs and racetracks as anybody else in the state of Ohio. Is there one track, and we won't consider Greenville because that's your hometown, but is there one track, uh, whether it be a racetrack or a county fair, that uh, gives you goosebumps even when you go back to it? Well, you, you always got to – that would probably be the majority of people would be Delaware. What kind of There's success have you had at Delaware? Well, just average, you know. I've – I've kind of done average everywhere I've won. I've never bloated up anywhere, but I've never really been, you know, bad everywhere. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you giving us some time today. And uh, I know uh, this weekend coming up, you've got races at Greenville and then 
the partial and all the other stake races next Thursday at Greenville. And I know you'll probably be there all three days, won't you? Oh yeah, I go. I try to take that off as much as I can because my family comes. Still give you a special thrill when you win at the Dark County Fair. Oh yeah, because uh, after years of doing this, your family kind of stops going to races and watching you. So when they're when you're home racing, they really don't have no uh, choice to get out of it. <laughs> That's our guest today on Top of the Stretch, brought to you by Tiz Wiz, the king of the county fairs, Jeff Nysonger. When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tiz Wiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch is presented by Tizwiz. Feed the best, outperform the rest. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.